As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. 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 And what's up, Obscurians? It's time for another episode of Obscurity Now, the show where we take a look at weird and outer-worldly media, <coughs> and then we decide if they should be remembered for all of humankind or tossed into the black void of space, never to be heard from again. My name is Steve, and uh, with me is my co-host. He was kicked out of the Men in Black for controversial tweets. It's... Uh, it is Yahel and uh, Steve. How how are you doing on this, the 29th day of the human calendar in January? <laughs> I'm doing great, but hmm, I just feel like this angle is just not right. Hold on, let me. Is, is this better? How's how's this? Is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That now 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 you're on your way to making a documentary, right? Steve. An award-winning one. <laughs> We're just gonna rename this Steve and Yahel Unplugged on Obscure Media. Uh, and it's uh, funny. Okay, so I guess we might as well get into it. Uh, we are talking about the uh, documentary, paranormal documentary, which is called. You, you want to take it? <laughs> uh, it's called. <laughs> Hold on. It's uh, isn't it Dan Aykroyd unplugged on UFOs? That's it. I believe That's is the it. full title. He's got an acoustic guitar. Off the top of my memory. And he's singing the whole time, <laughs> just like on MTV back in the nineties. Uh, let's see, who do we got here? We got some people showing up in the chat. Um, Creative KV is here. He says, "I here." She says, "It's that kind of stream." Some guys I check in from time to time. Well, this is uh, you picked the good one because uh, we're not doing the usual format. We're not going through uh, the paces of an episode or something we watched in order. We're just going to kind of have a free willing discussion about Dan Aykroyd's insane film about UFOs. Right, right, and a discussion about the paranormal in general. Uh, this was we were both excited for this because. Uh, you know, we've been doing this show for over two years, and uh, we just uh, haven't uh, really gone down this <laughs> paranormal alley before. Um, yeah. And uh, I mean, unless we count Baywatch Nights, although. Uh, oh, but that's. I think that's about as much of a documentary as this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was about to say Baywatch Nights is not presented as uh, truth or facts or as a documentary. Though uh, I like to believe that it is. I like to believe that old uh, Hasselhoff is out there every night wandering around in darkened rooms trying to find his way out and uh, picking up weird girls who think they're aliens. I mean... <laughs> yeah, creative KV in the chat said uh, the man referring to Dan Aykroyd seems really crazy. Uh, excuse me, seems really smart, but crazy, LMAO. Uh, I'm a big Ghostbusters fan. Yeah, and yeah, and... Uh, you know, I'm actually a big Dan Aykroyd fan in general. Me too. Um, I think he's a really funny guy, mm -hmm. really <laughs> interesting guy to listen to, even if what he's telling you is uh, absolutely bonkers. But what, what are your feelings on Dan Aykroyd as, a, as an actor, producer, writer, comedian? Oh, man, I mean, I can't remember a time where I wasn't watching something made or starring Dan Aykroyd. Like, 
I don't those movies of his like Trading Places and Blues Brothers were seems like they were always on TV or maybe like HBO back yeah. in the day. I mean, I loved uh, the Blues Brothers because you know that was a, a movie about a band, and you know I wanted to be a, as you know I wanted to be a musician for the longest time. Uh, I was in a band with you. As a matter <laughs> what? Of fact. Yeah, um, and I mean, and you get that, and you know later I discovered some of his uh, Saturday Night Live stuff, and uh, I mean, and you know he's a writer and an actor, which those are other sort of uh, pursuits of mine. So yeah, I mean, all in all, like. I definitely consider myself a Dan Aykroyd fan, and um, it's uh, pretty interesting just sort of the avenues he's uh, gone down (laughs) uh, as he uh, ages gracefully, basically. Yes, yes. Uh, Should we uh, get into uh, Dan Aykroyd Unplugged on UFO, Steve, or... uh... Did you, did you? So you've never seen this, right? Because uh, I brought this to your attention. Absolutely not. I mean, have you watched it all the way through? How did you even find out about it? I, I figured yeah. this would be top secret stuff. Once it got out to the masses, <laughs> somehow, somehow the government yeah, slipped. This one slipped mm-hmm, through. Mm-hmm. It's weird because, according to Dan, I mean, <laughs> that, let's just talk about the scene now. So Dan had a was going to have a show on the Sci Fi Channel called Out mm-hmm. There, and it was going to be like you know like a paranormal quote-unquote investigative show and i guess it was going to lean heavily on ufos and dan says tells a story during this documentary about how they were filming it, and i guess they like take a little break from filming and he says that he saw like uh first actually he says the most unbelievable thing in this documentary and i'll get to that in a second uh he says like a car pulled up while he was on the cell phone uh, give him a weird look. He looks away. He looks back in the car. Oh, but in an instant. You, you, but, he said that a, a guy stepped out of the car who was like nine <laughs> foot tall or something and gave him a dirty look. Um, and then, oh, did he say he was nine feet tall? I, I thought he just said he was uh, tall. Yeah. But yeah. He says that he gave him a look mm-hmm. and he thinks like that was the government. And then when he like went back inside, they were like, by the way, we just got kicked. Yeah. <laughs> and the, <laughs> the funny thing about that, it's not really that funny, but. I've heard him, like, I used to listen to another paranormal uh, podcast uh, called Last Podcast on the Left. Have you ever heard of that one? I've heard it. I've heard of um, it. Yeah, I've never heard yeah, it. Yeah, I, I was, uh, I listened to it pretty diligently till I got bought up by Spotify, and then I just, I'm like, eh, I don't want the Spotify app. Uh, no thanks. By the way, Spotify, uh, we're, we're for sale if you want. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, and uh, he was on one of the episodes. Of course, they were talking about UFOs, and I swear, like, every, like, third sentence or uh, third answer to a question he was constantly plugging that crystal skull vodka. Um, but uh, yeah, let's uh, yeah, let's yeah. run the feature presentation bumper and uh, get into Dan Aykroyd unplugged on UFOs. Welcome to your feature presentation. All right, before we get too deep. Into the uh, into the madness, to this conspiracy, if you will, I want to know what your thoughts, Hell Velasquez, are on uh, the paranormal. Do you believe in UFOs, ghosts, that sort of thing? Um, and when is your earliest memory of being just sort of introduced to even the idea of uh, of aliens or, or the paranormal in general? 
Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know if it's fair to like lump UFOs in the paranormal per se because uh, they're kind of their own thing. And uh, you, you know, I do I think there's life on another planet somewhere? Yeah, I think it's very likely. I don't see, you know, the universe is constantly stretching out nearly infinite. Uh, it'd be pretty. Seems pretty unlikely that you know life wouldn't pop up somewhere mm -hmm. else. Do I think we're being visited by aliens and UFOs? Very unlikely. Uh, you know, and it's funny because like part of the stuff that Dan Aykroyd talks about in this film about like, you know, oh, these aliens, they're like, uh, <laughs> he says they're either a thousand or a million, a billion years ahead of us in development, which is quite the range, quite, quite the wiggle room he's given himself. But his point is like, oh, imagine how much you could advance in a million years as a civilization. Just look at how much we advance in air flight in a hundred years. Right. Okay. The problem with that is that the universe, because it's constantly expanding, we're constantly getting further and further away from each each like galaxies are constantly drifting further away from each mm -hmm. other. Some will end up colliding as a result, but that's neither here nor there. But the point is, like in a million years, they would be so far away from us, they probably wouldn't even be able to tell where our galaxy is or that it exists. So it, it's just like highly unlikely. <laughs> Right. Uh, what he's proposing here. Yeah, listening to him talk is uh, is interesting. Because, like, I definitely believe that he believes it. At the same time, I feel like uh, that... I mean, I feel like he's the type that likes to hear himself talk. And also, I oh, mean, since he's a writer, he likes to sort of, uh, you know, maybe blow things a little out of proportion. <laughs> Um, yes. so, I mean, I think, you know, he has definitely sort of absorbed like the history, uh, you know, whether it's true or not, who knows of, you know, possible, you know, UFOs, at least in terms of, uh, the planet earth, like visiting and whatnot. And then he's kind of just sort of drawn his own kind of hypothesis and uh, conclusion just from that. But yeah, it gives a wide range of, uh, of explanations and possibilities of what, could and couldn't be and then by the end of the documentary you're like so what <laughs> <laughs> yeah he goes on a lot of weird tangents mm -hmm. uh and i was gonna say that story about the car that pulls up the funniest part of that story mm -hmm. and the most unbelievable part possibly in the entire documentary let me tell you none of it's particularly believable right. uh spoiler alert is that he says that Britney Spears when he stepped outside <laughs> for a break Britney Spears called him right. on his cell phone directly <laughs> to ask him to do a cameo on SNL because she was hosting right. that week. And the funny thing is, like, he, I mean, that's hilarious alone, but he talks about it like he and Brittany talk all the time. Yeah, it was. He's like, you know, Brittany calls me up. I was just like, oh, hey, what's up? How's it going? And I'm like, yeah, sure, Britt, I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> that was so, all right. Not only did it destroy any credibility, if there was any, but it was also kind of sad. It was just like, I'm like, you're Dan Aykroyd. You don't have to name drop to make yourself seem, you know, still uh, relevant in whatever year this right, came out. Right. Like you created the Blues Brothers and Ghostbusters. Or, you're fine, buddy. Right. I'd rather you not be hanging out with Britney Spears and have her number in your cell phone, which you probably now, don't. Wait a minute. Now, now, wait a minute. Does this actually it does nothing for Dan Aykroyd. However, does this make you uh, change your opinion of Britney Spears a little bit? Like, hey. <laughs> Maybe she is a Dan Aykroyd <laughs> fan. Maybe she did call him. Maybe she has great taste in comedy. Uh, I mean, it's possible. I mean, I think it's more, I mean, if that story is true. And I love that we're discussing this story and none of the UFO crap. 
Uh, if it's true, I mean, I think it's more of like, uh, hey, I know what will definitely get people to watch my episode of Saturday Night Live. If I have what'll get older people right. uh, than my usual demographic. Exactly. It's if you're Brit- if I have yeah. this classic, you know, SNL member come on and introduce me, and it gives me cred, like in the uh, in the process. But um. Well, I like to think that Brittany and Dan Aykroyd get together on the weekend. Shave each other's heads. Have a glass of wine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe have shave each other's heads while talking about Xenu uh, from Scientology. <laughs> I don't, Maybe have some Mai Tais. I don't think, I don't uh, I'm, I don't think uh, Dan Aykroyd is a Scientologist. Just uh, No, 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 no. I, I don't think that at all. But either. I'm sure he's probably um, fascinated by it in probably the same way that we are. But um but back to the question, uh, I think of uh, whether UFOs are real or not. Um, I mean, it's like I definitely grew up in the 90s watching the X-Files and before that, like Unsolved Mysteries. Um, so, and, and there were lots of like just random. I didn't even talk about like my first time seeing something about UFOs, but uh, I just realized. But uh, I, I'm kind of leading the same way you are TV, 90s mm-hmm. TV, maybe. But weren't there like a bunch of like. Just random stories on shows like Inside Edition, uh, like about UFOs all the time, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, UFOs were hot in the 90s. They were so hot back then. Like, mm. they were represented by William Morris. <laughs> I mean, they could do no wrong. And I don't know. For Yeah, in the 90s, you, you had UFOs and Yahoo Serious. Those were the two <laughs> hot. Yahoo uh, Serious? Oh, man. I think you uh, get the award for most obscure reference, at least for this episode. Maybe even for the year you know, of 2023. They say in Russia, you're the UFO. Oh. Or, or I, I think I you mean Australia, because that's where he's from. Uh, but now we're getting all over oh, the wait. place. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I confused Yahoo Serious with um, the Yakov uh, Smirnoff. Smirnoff. Yeah. Yakov Smirnoff. <laughs> <laughs> wow wow that's some powerful stuff you've uh you got over there um but uh yeah so i wanted to see a ufo or have a paranormal experience uh whether it be uh ghosts or aliens or bigfoot or whatever uh, for the longest time and then it pretty much never happened and uh since i'm a big fan of facts and logic uh you know i'm just I have you. to say that I'm an open-minded skeptic, I guess. Like, I mean, yeah, I'm kind of the same. 40 way. years yeah. on, I mean, I I will say and then you can tell me about your experience. I think we actually sort of briefly touched on these in a previous episode, possibly Baywatch Nights, I can't remember. But um got to got to But uh uh, the only time I saw something that looked very very close to a UFO was um the first time I worked um horror nights out here at universal hollywood which would be about i don't know almost five years ago at this point maybe six and we were just out there working and this thing flew by that looked uh pretty much like a ufo that you would see on unsolved mysteries maybe not round more like i don't know like a line of light or something like that uh and then of course like the next day in the newspaper the um you know the local military base said that they were testing some uh some sort of plane or something but of course they would yell of course they would they don't want to admit <laughs> they're in cahoots with the reptilians and uh you know and Alf and ET and all the and the predators you know they're uh, of course they would say right, that right. Now, uh, how about yourself of they would uh, well, uh, before I get to that, I do want to say hi to Smoke Monster, who's in the chat. He said, my ties with Dan Aykroyd sounds amazing. And it kind of does, <laughs> It does. I would love to hang out with Dan sure. Aykroyd. Um, 
creative KV said, I'm interested in the relationship between these sightings and with things such as mental health and sleep. Uh, that would actually be an interesting mm -hmm. study. Um, yeah, I mean, the, I was just, this would be a great time, and I forgot to load the uh, trailer. If you like paranormal stuff, you might want to check out my paranormal audio drama podcast, Ray Can't Sleep. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll, and then I'll plug it later at the end of the show. But anyway, continue. Anyways, uh, yeah, I mean, I saw uh, the last time I visited Puerto Rico, which was in 1998. Mm. I saw, like, something weird at night, like, in the sky that, you know, went by real fast. And they had some strange lights that came down to the ground. And, I was, and that was about the closest thing. But, I mean, I'm a, as you know, I mean, I'm a pretty skeptical person, too. You know, I also like facts. Uh, I, I, you know, obviously... Like, I would keep an open mind, but I need to see hard evidence, something that uh, Dan Eckhart almost kind of complains about <laughs> towards the end. He's talking, he, he's asked one of a series of stupid questions by the host. Mm -hmm. and <laughs> Very um, uncharismatically, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, oh, my, the host thinks that, wait, where is it at? I had written something about the host. David Serrata. He has the charisma of a wet paper towel. Yeah, basically. David Serrata, I think is what it is. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's also the director. And editor but, and uh, producer. <laughs> and I believe he chose the 30 fonts used in this uh, he video. He was also the janitor and um, craft services for this. <laughs> yeah. Probably. And uh, I'll, post, I'll put a link to the uh, documentary mm -hmm. uh, in the chat here in just a moment. But... Um, what was I even talking? What, what was I answering? Uh, we Steve? were. Oh yeah, yeah. So I remember now. So Dan Aykroyd tells a story towards the end where he's asked about like you know what do people think when you talk to them about this, and he mentions that Harold Ramis, who he worked with on Ghostbusters, I think he was the co-writer, right? Mm -hmm. uh, he plays Egon. Uh, how he's like, oh, he's a you know he's a skeptic. Uh, he you needs know, he, facts. He doesn't. <laughs> yeah, he he said he doesn't believe he doesn't believe in UFOs. You know, he he says he needs uh, hard tangible proof. <laughs> He says he needs evidence. And, and you know, I'm just open to believe. <laughs> I mean, that's how religions I... are formed. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Oh, but uh, man. but did you have anything else more to add about what it is or what you thought you might have seen in Puerto Rico? Oh, I mean, I just assumed it was, you know, some kind the old of U.S. Uh, military. Maybe, maybe, just... maybe a plane with a different light that I hadn't seen mm -hmm. before or maybe a hell. You, you know, I definitely I. I would jump like like to me like UFO being the answer to anything you see in the sky is the most complicated answer possible. Right, right. You know, right. but and, it's the most interesting. Uh, I forgot one. the name of the. <laughs> sure, mm. I forgot the name of the of the theory or whatever or the same, but it's uh, you know like the usually the correct answer is the simplest. Oh, answer, Occam's razor. Because it's the Occam's most likely razor. to be possible. Occam's yeah. razor. Thank mm -hmm. you. So I'm I'm a big. Um, uh, I don't want to say believer in that, but uh, uh, supporter of that. <laughs> supporter of uh, Occam's Razor, uh, as am I, yes. as am I. Uh, well, I think that, but uh, you were you a fan of, um, like, or was the first time you were introduced to the idea of, like, uh, the paranormal, like, was that on, like, a TV show or something? Perhaps. Honestly, it was probably at church. What? You know, because oh, right. <laughs> yeah, I guess because you know my parents raised me. Mm -hmm. uh, they they tried brainwashing. Yeah, but me, they don't. Uh, but they don't count that as like the paranormal because that's what they believe to be true. I mean, speaking for my parents well, as well. That's not necessary. I mean, I can only speak for Spanish language. No, because I've been to American English speaking churches that do this too. So a lot of times they'll refer to God, 
God's powers and abilities and Jesus is that's supernatural. Oh, yeah, I guess um, I've heard that occasionally. Um, and, uh, you know, they believe in things like <clears throat> demons, obviously, that they can influence people. And, you know, some, uh, you know, I've, I've been at church where some preacher is saying a sermon that, you know, oh, you know, that wasn't a ghost. You know, they'll tell, they'll retell some story or whatever. I'll be like, oh, that wasn't a ghost. That was a demon. Right, right. Uh, it's weird. I get the, in the church that I was raised, I kind of get the idea that, the more fantastical elements of the Bible, they kind of don't really believe in that much. Um, and they almost have al- almost like scientific explanations. They're like, oh, of course evolution is real, but it was God who evolved them. God that made it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That- well, once, well, yeah. Anyways. We probably shouldn't get too deep into religion, or will uh... I don't. I mean, how how dare we actually become controversial and get more listeners? <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I well, I, I mean, I think people by now that do listen have figured out like you and I are both. Atheists, yeah, well, like, we've we... blatantly stated that on past episodes, but uh, anyone's welcome to listen. We don't yeah. discriminate. As creative KV, uh, the great comment here uh they wrote pick and choose religion buffet yeah that's what a lot of it mm-hmm, is and mm-hmm. you know once science kind of makes clear that something is not possible they're like oh no that that's a parable that story is or even worse they're just See? like oh these facts this is just the work of satan <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Oh, did you see that they found a, uh, a uh, like a full dinosaur pretty recently? Pretty much like with skin and all. What? And, uh, no. I just can't believe we Satanists put it there <laughs> using George Soros's money. <laughs> like, oh, that's awesome. Uh, are you ready to jump into the the facts about this uh, documentary here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I use the term loosely. All right. So, yeah. uh, okay, man. Dan Aykroyd, Unplugged on UFOs, premiered at the, this sounds so prestigious, the Cambridge Film Festival, uh, July 15th, 2005. I I bet it just rocked that film festival and like took home all the awards. Uh, I mean, there's not a lot of information about this documentary, period. Um, It's the government trying to keep keep it secret. Yeah, man. man. I mean, you think those Hollywood elites are going to let in, uh, you know, the the facts about aliens? No way, man. Uh, So in your own words, tell me what Dan Aykroyd unplugged on UFOs is about. So this guy, David Serrata, who's the uh, director slash host of this. Mm hmm. Um, it's just basically him and Dan Aykroyd sitting across from each other talking about UFOs, Mm -hmm. mostly Dan Aykroyd talking about it. And they use the most extreme close-ups I've ever seen where like sometimes literally like, like one third of Dan Aykroyd's face will take up 100% of your screen. (laughs) Did you notice in some of the close-ups that Dan Aykroyd has a bunch of glitter on the left side of his face. I I thought that was sweat. No, it's glitter. I rewound it many times. It is glitter, Steve. <laughs> Dead Aykroyd like came to this right after a strip club. Or Mardi Gras, or yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I'm really enjoying this Mardi Gras, but I have to go talk about UFOs. Uh, yeah. Or here's the IMDb. That was pretty good. Here's the IMDb synopsis. Um, I'd say it's even more boring. Uh, than yours, and that is uh, a UFO enthusiast interviews Dan Aykroyd on the subject of extraterrestrials visiting Earth. Um, 
And uh, as we said, this is uh, directed, edited, and produced by David Serrata. And aside from this documentary, which was his last, he also <laughs> produced... Uh, I got him, Steve. The got, him, got him, man. He's in Gitmo, oh, man, no. being tortured. Uh, he also produced Evidence, the case of NASA's UFOs and quantum uh, communications. I don't think David Serrata has ever produced evidence of, of anything the only thing except David, his inability to edit. Or even come up with a decent title that's you know less than five words. <laughs> Although quantum communications is only two words. But yeah, yeah like, about, I'm, I'm going to put up the, uh, the link, uh, guys, in the chat in just a moment. I'm actually looking it up right now. I forgot to I'll put it there. But, uh, but yeah, he needs to learn how to title a documentary. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, we already talked about Dan Aykroyd and all the stuff that he was in. I mean, these days, I, he, I, he just seems to like pop up on whoever will allow him to um, pimp his Crystal Skull vodka, which um, I would love for us to try some someday on camera. I think that would be it. But I think it's really expensive from what I hear. Uh, Jay and Mike actually have one on um, on Red Letter Media. They have. A... I can't remember if it's really expensive or not. I I don't think it's super expensive, but I've mm-hmm. I've heard that it's like a pretty uh, mid, you know, like not super, not really great vodka. And would you believe he has a ridiculous story to go along? Why it's in a crystal skull? Yeah, because he believes in the alien, like basically in the Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull thing. Right. Uh, that's why. Right. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's, I, by the way, and I have just, sorry to cut you off, okay. Steve, but I just put a link in the chat, uh, where you can watch the full hour and 22 minute documentary on YouTube for the low, low price of, uh, a few brain cells and precious, precious time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, were you like entertained while you were watching? Well, I guess we'll get to that at the end. Well, we'll I mean, we're basically so. at the, um, you know, where we would normally talk about uh, the walkthrough. And, uh, I mean, I'll just say my thoughts uh, at the beginning here. And, I mean, I was excited to get into it. I think I was kind of hoping for stuff that was a little more off the wall than what we got. Like, basically, for the most part, this documentary is pretty bare bones. How many, (laughs) let me ask you this, how many cameramen would you say worked on this? One? No, I, I, I mean, I don't think there were any cam. Maybe one cameraman. According to IMDb, they had three. Well, like, well, what were the other two doing? Like, maybe, maybe a little uh, Eiffel Tower situation, <laughs> running a little train on them. Oh, uh, I mean, I was just thinking that they would hire one, and then that guy would get so bored he would leave, and then they would get another guy in there. He needs to stay for like the middle part, and he would hand the camera off to someone else. Possibly, possibly. And I don't know. I don't even think it's fair to call this a documentary because, I mean, I know that that's what it's labeled that and that's what it's categorized that. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it's not really a documentary because they don't they document very little. Mm-hmm. It's mostly Dan Aykroyd talking about his thoughts and his theories on UFOs. And I will say there's several times where like Dan Aykroyd says, you know, oh, this is what I think. He's not trying to sell it as everything off here. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, the one thing he is selling as gospel is that UFOs are here. <laughs> he does several times. That you think it's going to end because he goes on this, it's time for us to accept that UFOs, they're here. They're real. 
so-and-so said it, this general said it, this fry cook said it, this president said it, uh, you know. Right, right. So uh, it's an interview, and then they've uh, intercut uh, footage from, uh, I guess, various mostly past um, military and UFologists uh, personnel um, talking about UFOs, and they have... um, I, I think what it really lacked, I mean, it's obvious that this is super low budget and this was uh, early 2000s. So 2012, I think uh, 2005, excuse me. Right. So they don't have, you know, act like the, you know, we have access to awesome, like relatively cheap cameras and then we can just go on, you know, YouTube and download whatever footage we want and throw in there. And, you know, back then that wasn't as uh, relatively uh, easy to access. So, you know, what do you... <laughs> I'm like trying to think what this was shot on, maybe like a Canon XL1 or something, but like the yeah, lighting is like so poor that uh like I feel like the big problem you mentioned earlier the fonts. Like that's one of the things that makes this thing look so cheap. Um so amateurish. Right. Like anytime there's a title on screen or a lower third or any text, it's almost always a different font mm-hmm. than you last saw. And the transitions to go into them are like the, I, I hate to call them motion graphics. Yeah, but like little jumbly letters and stuff. Like Yeah, like, oh, here are the letters dropping in, you know, <laughs> or, or like weird fade-ins for the letters. Like they're all like the kind of stuff that I'm pretty sure this was edited with Final Cut. Right, uh, early, bro. yeah, yeah, Final Cut. Um, I'm... Like mid-2000s Final Cut because some of these were, a few of them I definitely recognize as stock um, text transitions from when I had Final Cut Pro uh, <laughs> on my Mac in the mid 2000s. Right. Um, and yeah. and then there's also they throw in like sound effects every now and then and it really just uh it comes off as cheap and cheesy and um And then- you know what's weird? So they show all this footage like you were talking about. Uh they do show footage of people being interviewed. They didn't interview them. It's just right. like you know stock footage they got from something mm-hmm. somewhere. But like they um, don't really like the footage that they're showing you of UFOs, whether it be footage made by NASA or home video footage or military footage. And most of it's like NASA and military footage, which I'm sure they chose to like try and lead, you know, add credibility. Mm-hmm. It rarely has anything to do with what they're talking about. Right, 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 right. Which is so weird. They'll be like talking about like, oh, yeah. Um, this is how I think, you know, I think there's 21 different dimensions is one of the things like Dan Aykroyd goes on about different, there being different dimensions. He just picked a random number. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and and to be fair, uh, that is something that in cosmology is accepted now. Like if you read, uh, I think, you know, like I'm really into like physics Mm -hmm. and physics books. And if you read like Michio Kaku's, uh, you know, uh, oh my God, it's called future of tomorrow or something like that. Mm Um, or physics of tomorrow, uh, or any of his other books, like he talks about that. A lot of these theorems have been mathematically proven. Mm-hmm. So, so there probably are multiple dimensions. But Dan Aykroyd is here in 2005, clearly just talking out of his asshole. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And that was. Uh, I wish. I was kind of hoping for maybe something a little more fantastic. Um, but obviously, this was a low budget and. Um, I don't know. I will say one of the sort of the highlights is, uh, do you remember when they were, they had the stock footage from, I guess he's a former astronaut, the Gordon Cooper. Do you remember that guy? The the, the guy that sounds like he's uh, 10 breaths away from death. Yeah. Well that, and he also sounds like, 
I don't know. Um, he like he came from um, Andy Griffith or something. Yeah, uh, it, it sounds like one of his parents was a Cracker Barrel. <laughs> his accent is so like right. iconic. He has like a real, real Southern drawl combined right, right. with uh, like a, being like an older gentleman. Like, and uh, you know, I mean, he's an astronaut. I'm, sh- I'm sure he's a smart guy. Like, obviously, aliens. He's a, he's I don't. I don't have a problem with aliens. It's women voting. That's what I have a problem with. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, Gordon Cooper. We're just having fun here. Uh, but uh, I, Steve, I don't think he's going to hear this. He's probably long gone. The aliens took him a long time ago. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I mean, who knows? There could be some Gordon Cooper fans out there. Shout it out in the live chat. Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> But uh, oh, but I mean, yeah. Like anytime he's on um, on camera, it's just like, yep, oh, time for a nap. Um, and speaking of other yeah. people who are also napping, like, like, I I feel like even though he's being interviewed like in a hotel room or something like that, mm-hmm. like the camera's gonna pan out. And there's gonna be somebody behind him churning butter, you know, or something very old time. He's gonna be going on behind. Like his stuff should have been. They should have put a sepia filter. On, uh... <laughs> just black and white, straight up black and white. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah. Uh, other um, sort of memories that this kind of uh, drudged up for me, um, and this is kind of off topic. We're just like, I feel like in the like around this era, this was sort of like the I don't know. I wouldn't say birth, but like a lot of kind of like uh, you know really sort of counterculture documentaries were becoming like popular. I mean, they were showing up on, I guess, early YouTube. This might even be before that. But, like, do you remember, like, when Zeitgeist came out? Do you remember I was that? just going to say Zeitgeist. That was on Netflix, actually. It, uh, recently or when it first came? No, no, way back in the day, like 2012, like early streaming Netflix. Right, right. Um, like 2004. Because I remember watching that at that mother-in-law suite I lived in. So, like, yeah, like 2014, something like that. Mm-hmm. And Maybe I, 2013. And yeah, those. And then I remember there were other ones. There was one against Walmart that came out for a while that I'm pretty sure was sold at Walmart. Um, who killed the electric uh, car? Do you remember that one? Did you ever see that one? Oh yeah, yeah. And I yeah. remember when you and I went and watched uh, Religious in the theater. Yeah, that? yeah, that was a good one. That was mm-hmm, a good one. Too bad Bill Maher is kind of. Uh, oh man, he's he's well, he's he's Bill Maher. Yeah, and uh, just says he's that. getting more Bill Maher-ish every year. But uh, but the thing with this one is that it's all right. So it's not sensational enough to be like uh, you know you can't like drop a bunch of acid and go whoa Dan a- Dan Aykroyd unplugged on UFOs and and at the same time it's not bare bones enough to present itself as like uh, some sort of actual factual documentation. Right. So. It's just sort of stuck in the middle, uh, and it kind of ends up being a little bit of a slog at times. <laughs> and Dan Aykroyd is, you know, he doesn't crack a single joke. Nope. Uh, <laughs> you might expect that he might have, like, used some of his comedic talents to kind of make things flow better. You know, he's very serious the whole time. He's always giving these, like, deep, pensive looks, mm-hmm. uh, often smoke while smoking a cigarette. Oh, I was about to say, man, but they were showing up with that the- cigarette. I mean, thinking he's, like, uh, Edward R. Murrow or something. Oh, you know? Steve, did you hear what the host thinks about him, about Dan? He says it in the beginning. Well, uh, he- so at the very beginning of this documentary, David Serena, while talking about setting up the the documentary, that how I'm going to talk to uh, Dan Aykroyd, mm-hmm. yada, yada, mm-hmm. While describing Dan Aykroyd and his, you know, thoughts on UFOs and his, uh, 
level of intelligence. He says that of Dan Aykroyd, it's like Einstein is hiding inside of a comic genius. Right, right, right. Well, I, I think it's actually been proven that Dan Aykroyd is a, a pretty smart guy. He's actually got like, I don't know, some sort of ridiculous IQ or something. But yeah, it's clear that David's, David Serrata doesn't make it a secret that he's a big mark uh, for Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. And I mean, and, we- and I've always I've always heard that Dan Aykroyd's a super, super smart guy, mm-hmm. too. And honestly, outside of this, any other time I see him talking about any other, you know, like non comedic subjects or whatever. He's well informed, really smart guy. Unfortunately, he probably because of that and he knows that he's intelligent. He probably has a little bit of that Dunning-Kruger effect going where he's like, oh, well, I believe in UFOs, so it must be true kind of a thing, you know. And maybe. Uh, yeah, I, I could see that. But I was going to ask you. Because um... a lot of times he says like something. He'll say state something like, well, it has to be UFOs because uh, there can't be anything else. And that's just the next lot. It's just logical. Like that's his argument for a lot of things and the host as well. But then he gives like no explanation as to why it's logical. He's just like, Hey, I'm smart. I figured like this makes sense. So it's what, well, I mean, he, Dan, if you're listening though, I do love you. Yeah. We love you very much. Like, like I'm Brittany. (laughs) We don't want to get on his bad side. Not like with that Rob, uh, Liefeld. (laughs) Um, but, uh, yeah, I was going to ask you, all right. So when a celebrity comes out and starts talking about the paranormal in the way that Dan Aykroyd does, and I mean, I almost, I wouldn't say that Dan is an exact, uh, sort of parallel to, um, but you know, are you familiar with David Icke at all? Um, I couldn't hear you say no, but, um, did you Sorry, mean- I, I was muted because I'm using this mechanical keyboard nope. and uh, I was looking something no up. No problem. But um, no, so David no. Icke, I think he was also a, a comedian as well uh, or a British uh, TV personality. And he's the big uh, reptilian guy. Like there's he's done multiple like books and documentaries all about the reptilians, how the royal family are actually reptilians and stuff. And oh, well, yeah, naturally. And yeah, I mean. Do you think that when, um, you know, people who are well off, who, who celebrities who have like, you know, a shit ton of money and it doesn't really affect them to like go out, you know, monetarily to go out and talk about the paranormal when they come out and talk about it, do you think that reinforces it or I don't know, what do you think that does for the, for like for the argument? Does it do anything? I don't think it does anything, mm-hmm. um, but it's so funny because, um, oh, so Smoke Monster was just saying that Billy Cor- in the chat that uh, he had made a comment earlier about Smashing Pumpkins that I missed, but he says, mm-hmm. speaking of Smashing Pumpkins, uh, Billy Corgan is into the reptilian thing too. Yeah, Billy Corgan is into a lot of things, Sick and very shit. few of those things <laughs> involve facts, unfortunately. <laughs> he's he's a, big, he's a big Q guy, apparently. Uh, Q and, Q and, and I don't mean Q from Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> amongst other things. But anyways, uh, I do think it's funny, though, that like this documentary kind of going back to what you were saying, like, hey, how does a celebrity talking about this make me feel about it? It doesn't make me like lend any more credence to it. I, if, if a bunch of scientific experts, like actual real scientists, not just like the random one or two that you're going to get mm-hmm. or can afford real or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, like the scientific community as a whole was like, yeah, this is accepted thing. Here's the study. Here's the peer review papers. Okay. 
fine. I, I, hey, I'd be happy to believe that aliens were visiting us. Great. Take me off of here. Take me with you. <laughs> uh, but anyways, at the very end of the documentary, when the credits start to roll, the very first thing in the credits is starring Dan Aykroyd in honor of his courage for bringing the UFO issue into full public disclosure. <laughs> what? Yep. I so mean, he was the yeah, only I'm one listening for you. Celebrities talking about it doesn't do anything either. Right. right. Yeah. Um, but I'm, all right. So recently, didn't they release like a, um, by they, I mean like the military, they released like a bunch of uh, papers that pretty much confirms that the UFOs are basically real. Did you hear about that? Well, well, the whole thing is like UFO is doesn't mean it's an right. alien, it's an unidentified mm-hmm. flying object. It could be anything. It could be, you know, some, I don't know, like it could be something like the Northern Lights, you know, where it's just like this weird Aurora you know, Borealis uh, cl- climate at thing. this time of year. Yeah. Localized entirely within your kitchen. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, um, you know, like, yeah, I think something was released like a year or two ago, something like that. But. You know, nothing came of it. And Steve, have you noticed how ever since cameras, uh, you know, got improved Mm -hmm. and everyone now has an HD camera in their pocket, that there's less and less UFO sightings? (laughs) Shouldn't there be more? Everyone has a camera and it shoots in much higher quality than the stuff in the 80s and 90s. Why why is that? There's no clear Bigfoot footage either. What's going on, Conversely, there is tons of ghost footage on TikTok they're like, look, this guy went into a graveyard and then he like pans the camera over and then there's somebody looking at him from like on the other side of the gravestone and then they go over there and he's not there. Uh, it's Whoa. Yeah, it's almost as if they staged it, you hell. Do you think they staged it? Yeah, <laughs> I think they might have. Um, but yeah, it's funny how that works. Like basically a lot of the 80s and 90s and, you know, early to mid 2000s footage of paranormal stuff comes down to people not understanding how cameras work. Right, yeah. They don't understand shutter speeds. They don't understand camera sensors and and lenses. Uh, They don't understand how changing, you know, something from one frame rate to another might affect something Mm -hmm. with interpolation. And, you know, uh, that's basically... And I looked up some of the footage that they show on Mm -hmm. here. Uh, Not all of it, but, like, almost everything I looked up as far as, like, their, you know, oh, this is... Look at this... uh, proof uh with this alien home camera footage or look at this from nasa has already been well debunked a long time ago sometimes even before 2005 right. like they show a lot of footage of from yeah like smoke monsters in the chat aperture mm-hmm. effects um <laughs> creative kb said don't get clickbait ideas guys oh i think he's referring to the uh, paranormal thumbnails on youtube <laughs> for those kind of channels well we are reptilian but, uh, media and already people <laughs> who are deaf don't realize that we're like a comedy channel like i've already started following us <laughs> so whatever we'll take it <laughs> But, like, you know, they show a lot of footage uh, of space shuttle footage, uh, you know, where there's a camera uh, looking towards the back end of the space Mm -hmm. shuttle, you know, while it's in orbit. And, you know, a disc will fly by or whatever. They'll be like, oh, see, you know, and it's like, well, it's not that it's whatever was on camera, which is probably like dust or, you know, there's a lot of space trash and debris even, in you know, 20 Mm -hmm. years ago. The, when you're in orbit and you're in a space shuttle, the space shuttle is moving around seventeen thousand and a half miles, uh, thousand miles mm-hmm. an hour. 
yeah, stuff that pops up on camera is going to look like it's moving fast because the space shuttle is going 17,000 miles right. an hour, you know? And so from, yeah, your perspective of the camera looks like something moved, but it didn't move. Right, right, right. You moved. Well, one thing that I love um, is, uh, you know, ghosts where, I mean, why can't you ever see a ghost in like the middle of the day on a beach? It's always got to be, you know, in a darkened, you know, fog smoked, you know, uh, whatever, woods or graveyard or something like that. Well, Steve, if there's something, if there's one thing I know about the afterlife, it's that ghosts hate getting sand <laughs> stuck in their ectoplasm. Well, they, you know, so you know, they don't, don't want to pay the... to park. You know, the prices are just over the top. Uh, they don't want to get sunburned. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, they don't want to spend their ghost bucks on parking. <laughs> but, you know, that's um, another thing that. Um, well, I can't. All right, I don't know for sure, but I don't know if you've ever heard that. In uh, along with the creation of the Ghostbusters script, um, Dan Aykroyd, he actually went ahead and wrote out all the back science to how ghosts work in the Ghostbusters universe. Did you ever hear that? Uh, no, I didn't. That's very Star Trek. And uh, and also like the original script for the Ghostbusters was like you know way huge and took everything way serious. And I think it was like. I think it was Harold Ramis once again. <laughs> Too bad he's passed on to Ghostland, but um, but yeah. Why did Why did Dan Aykroyd have to be the one that lived? Yeah, right? well, they like they were like, oh, what a great script, Dan, and and they cut it up, and it became the Ghostbusters that we uh, we know today. Um, but yeah, no, actually, I do know for a fact that he does believe in ghosts because someone asked him. They were like, uh, what are you gonna tell your kids when they ask you if ghosts are real? And he's like. I'm going to tell them there might be something hiding under their bed, and uh, but not to fear it, to find it interesting, to like interview it, or, or some, just some ridiculous thing that you probably shouldn't tell your kids. <laughs> this is like what Dan Aykroyd said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, that makes sense because like, he, he talks about wanting to have like a summit with uh, leaders from the alien planet. <laughs> right. Well, I mean... <laughs> The UFO community is like, I mean, I would say it's no joke, but it's no joke. I mean, there's the term UFOlogist is real. And I think they do have like meetings and stuff almost like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they have lots of big yeah. conferences and conventions. And uh, mm-hmm. a creative caveat in the chat here, I'm assuming talking of uh, Dan Aykroyd, didn't his family pass on these beliefs to him? I forgot where I read this. Uh, I, I don't know where Aykroyd got those ideas um, from. To be well, honest. he, I know he said that. He said that the big thing that I guess sort of inspired him, at least with UFOs, was um, I guess there was like a it was a magazine, like a picture in on Time Life, because the apparently there was. Oh yeah, he does talk about it. You're right. Yeah, he talks about seeing um, in a magazine some artwork and no, no, it was supposedly a picture of a UFO that appeared over Washington D.C. at the time. And oh, okay. I guess he was like, what is that? And they couldn't really explain it to him. And that sort of just led him down uh, the rabbit hole of uh, that's what it was. His parent, you're right. His, he said like his parents were like, uh, I don't know. There's something weird there, though. Like, mm-hmm. but they I don't, he doesn't say that like his parents said, yeah, that's an alien. Right. They're just they were just they made the mistake of being honest with their son. Right. Uh, <laughs> My parents told me that it was all quackery. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they were like, nope, there's no chance that aliens could be real, son. Now go to school. 
that's what they said. Um, but 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 you know maybe Creative Kivy's right. Maybe like in other interviews, he's you know Dan's kind of expounded on that and said you know mm-hmm. more explicitly that they were like, yeah, we think you know it could be or whatever. But yeah, but he then right after that, Dan Ackward also talks about how watching films like The Earth Stood Still and mm-hmm. you know those early science fiction films also influenced him. See, and that's uh, when you throw in like works of fiction into your nonfiction documentary. I, I think it, um, I don't know, I think it takes away uh, whatever credibility you might have had. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I, I agree, and I say that as a science fiction fan, obviously, and big mm-hmm. Star Trek fan. Uh, for, fortunately, actually, no one from Star Trek, I'm happy to say, worked on this. Uh, <laughs> that would so. be so sad. <laughs> like... Um... <laughs> I don't know. You have a uh, LeVar Executive Burton. producer, Gene Roddenberry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What? J.J. Um, Abrams was the intern. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I did make a few notes, Steve, about some stuff from the documentary that stuck out to me. And mm-hmm. I don't want to forget to mention stuff. So I'm just going to, if you don't mind, go through it real quick. Yeah, go quick. for it. Um, oh, wait. Creative KV wrote in the chat here. I think I'm referring to the beliefs, in quotes, area in the personal life section of his Wikipedia page. Oh, well. Creative Kevin, you've done more research. Than yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should be doing the show, actually. I, I, I think we need you just applied to be Obscurity Now research team member number one. <laughs> uh, you'll get your membership um, package in your email coming up. Yes. Um, but uh, around the 10 minute mark is when we see the glitter on Dan's face for the first time. I felt it important to make a note about that. Um, I thought it was sweat, really, just for the record. No, because it changes colors, uh, <laughs> which, I mean, and usually there's not enough, like, you know, water or liquid in sweat to get that. And you have to think about, like, the age of the camera and the quality of the camera it's in. Mm-hmm. It, it can't be, like, it catching the light refracting. Anyways, uh, I've done more video analysis just now than Dan Aykroyd and the hosts of this ever have on any oh, video. It, so, it wasn't Dan Aykroyd's job. It was David Serrata's job, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so anyways, really, I, I had written a note that about 15 minutes in, it's really just been Dan Aykroyd's theories and no real attempt to show evidence so far. And I wrote that cause I didn't remember how this goes despite watching it, you know, like 10 years ago or something. Mm-hmm. I wrote that assuming it was coming, uh, the evidence, the attempts at showing evidence was coming or at least being like, Hey, this is, you know, steps one through three of, you know, why we think this is real. Mm-hmm. Uh, it never comes. It's always just dance theories and a couple of times the host's theories. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I mean, that le- leads me to, well, my final question, but I'll save that to when you're you're done with your notes. What did you think about the host? Because at one point, actually, at several points, they talk about like basically they're talking about faster than light travel and mm-hmm. like you know, using fuel, what kind of fuel would aliens use? And I, I, that was probably, to me, the most interesting part, actually, when Dan Aykroyd starts saying, well, you know, <clears throat> what? These aliens must be using some kind of technology we don't have to either travel between dimensions. Mm-hmm. That's Dan Aykroyd's other thing. He's basically saying, without explicitly saying that, like, maybe some of these aliens aren't traveling faster than light. They could be in another dimension that's on top of ours or occupying yeah, some space. Yeah, that's a popular theory, yeah. Uh, and he t- he's like, oh, maybe, you know, that's, you know, what we're seeing here. But then he talks about, like, what are they using as fuel, you know, for whatever system they have? Do they have to get rid of that fuel? Do they have the same problems we have, you know, in, in a way? So I-, I actually thought, like, that was kind of like a little interesting rabbit hole I've never heard in the alien dis- 
concussion? What about you? Yeah, I mean, he's got a interesting way of – I think he just keeps digging, basically, and just keeps asking questions, but there are no answers. <laughs> but he thinks that they've already – these questions – have been answered right right and yeah that's the the yeah that's what makes this a non-documentary is that just there's no there's no cold hard facts basically Um, even the people that are you know they show interview footage of it's mm -hmm. just what they think they saw for the most part every once in a while you know you'll get like a general or that astronaut guy that'll be like oh and they couldn't explain this (laughs) okay well if they couldn't explain it that means you have no explanation Right. It, it, it is, is what you're saying, which is mm-hmm. that's why I hate when people are like, there's no explanation for this. It must be a ghost. It must be a UFO. I'm like, well, if you don't have an explanation, then you don't know that it is a, a ghost or you, you know what I'm saying? Like you uh-huh. just. Ah, I agree. Anyways. Yeah. Um, but what, what I was getting to is what did you think during when they were discussing propulsion and stuff about the host's idea for uh, how to travel uh, interstellarly? Uh, faster than light. What was his idea? Refresh my memory. So I'll tell you his idea and it is his idea. At first he talks about it as though it's a theory that's out there. And by the end of his story, he's like, this is just something I've come up with. And this is the inception of it as though he's going to go and like do scientific studies on it. Mm-hmm. He talks about taking matter like you, me, the ship we're going to be in to travel mm-hmm. somewhere else and altering its mass so that it weighs he said weighs as much as a photon the photon doesn't have mass a photon you know like light uh so he already is using like the wrong like nomenclature and i'm not even like a (laughs) fucking physicist you know and i know this but Mm -hmm. uh yeah so so he says take our mass away make us uh have no mass basically is what he's saying even though he doesn't realize that's what he's saying um and then you could you know use anything like photons to push us forward uh or or use like a like a light sail which is like a real method of that you could use to travel where photons are pushing you forward but you have mass Uh, yeah i vaguely remember this it's so weird because like okay i mean the point of this documentary is to get dan Aykroyd's thoughts i mean it's kind of um (laughs) uh narcissistic to throw your own stuff in there because we don't care about david serrata we're here for dan Aykroyd. well um, you're 100 right but in all fairness to david serrata he does throw some questions some some what if scenarios at dan Aykroyd. what do you think <laughs> about his various what if scenarios i love it how there's it's usually like three to six questions all bundled yes! together <laughs> yes why <laughs> it's like it's not just like uh it's like there's one scenario where you think the scenario is going to be like, Dan, would you ever go into space given the option? Mm-hmm. And that's how it's up. It's like, Dan, given the chance, would you go into space? And if in space you saw something you weren't supposed to see or something we've never seen before, like an actual alien. But before you went and agreed to go into space, you were required to sign an NDA with the military that you wouldn't disclose anything. But you did see something, Dan. So would you actually tell humanity the truth and go back on your word to the government, Dan? Uh, And then Dan's answer is like a sentence. Right. Yeah. I I would say that I almost feel, again, I don't know why they had three cameramen. I feel like they probably had one camera. They went ahead and filmed all of Dan Aykroyd, and then after he left, then David Serrata filmed his questions, and they intercutted mm, it possibly. in later. 
Um, but yeah, that's <laughs> do you think do you think any of Dan Aykroyd's interview was cut out or that they used 100 percent of it? Um, hmm. I mean, I feel like there's a strong possibility that there there is. I mean, it's hard to say. Like, again, I couldn't find like any sort of BTS about this. Like, I, I was hoping to find like maybe in the trivia section. Oh, we talked for four hours and had to edit it down to an hour and 20 minutes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's always something that was found on the, you know, that ended up on the cutting room floor. I mean, there's, there's times where you can see, you know, Dan trying to come up with an answer and, you know, he like, and ums a bit there. <laughs> I mean, but I, I, but, but see stuff like that makes me think that they used most, if not like all of the footage outside of maybe, you know, him coughing. I mean, whatever, I can only you know, imagine that, that David did not pay dan for this um that maybe oh i think dan was all too eager to talk about it because david at the beginning talks about how like they i can't remember where yeah, they, they met, met at some party or something they're, they're friends they're yeah friends. yeah and but at the same time i'm sure he's like okay you got an hour and 20 minutes there let's do this thing <laughs> yeah I, I think i think he sat with him for an hour mm -hmm. and that's where like dan was like oh shit i better find some footage of other people talking right, right, uh, right. so so but, what uh, you're my... you're proposing is that it's probably like a 30 to 45 minute interview that they then had to edit in a bunch of clips in order to make it feature length. I think so. And one of the things that make it. me think that Dan Aykroyd, uh, they use almost everything, is that because of a question David asks him, he ends up having to defend not killing Hitler. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Oh, man. That... So basically, Dan goes to put one of his what if scenarios to, to Dan Aykroyd and mm -hmm. he's like what if you got uh aliens came down and said hey you can come with us to another dimension Dan but you have to leave right now would you do it and and this is where the question goes like lopsided into like five different things and if you went with them and you found out that they can also travel through time and they can put you in any point in time would you do that and if you move it along it, david you... move it along <laughs> would you uh choose to change events in history and would you also besides changing those events in the past choose to go into the future as well <laughs> Like what? What is this yeah. question? Yeah, and then he says, "No, I don't want to alter the time stream." Basically, he said. But basically, he said he he gives the Star Trek answer right. for like why in Star Trek, whenever there's a time travel storyline, they don't that they go in the past, they try to not do anything. Basically, right. lay as low as possible because they don't want to alter uh, the timeline. They might accidentally erase people from history. Mm -hmm. You know, doing anything, uh, yada yada. And that's kind of Dan's answer. Where he's like, but the way Dan goes into it because he wasn't expecting such a stupid question, I guess. Uh, like, Dan goes into it talking about, like, oh, well, uh, yeah, we'll go on a trip, but uh, no, in the past, I, I would go and observe. I would observe. I, I would watch, but I wouldn't change anything. You can't do that, because if you change something, you know, you might change our, uh, you know, like, sure, you might be tempted to go back and drown Hitler as a 15-year-old boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Prevent the Holocaust. Uh, yeah. But you can't do that. You can't do that, uh, because, uh, you know, we don't have the suffering. You know, we, we, we don't have the the rights that we've given people, you know, we've learned from those mistakes. And, uh, I mean, sure. Yeah. You want to kill Hitler. Uh, <laughs> but you know, even if you kill him, uh, it would have been another guy. Uh, right. that, and he mentioned some, some other, other German guy. Yeah. 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 But it's so funny. Cause like then Dan has to give this mini history lesson about like the people that were like working with the Nazi party to mm. like, 
explain why he wouldn't go back and kill Hitler. Right, right. And because they don't cut that out, Steve, Dan defending, Dan Eckert saying he wouldn't kill Hitler, and then him defending it, I'm like, okay, they must have had to like use as much of the interview as Can possible. you imagine that clip out of context? Like, we should just throw it up on Twitter. It's like, no, I wouldn't kill Hitler, and then... <laughs> Next up, Gawker. It should just be like, like, like us, like being Dan Aykroyd. Would you go back in time and kill Hitler? No, I wouldn't kill Hitler. Yeah. And then <laughs> on the ne- next day, Dan Aykroyd is touted as being canceled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. M- more like the next day, a mysterious nine foot tall figure holding a, a an empty bottle of crystal crystal skull uh, vodka. Yeah. Crystal skull vodka comes and bashes our brains in with it. <laughs> now, now you're the skull. Right. Right. <laughs> And then makes us into one of the the bottles. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Did you notice that the host? Uh, I mean, I think I think we've already kind of touched on it, but he has no understanding of how science works. Not only that, but like basic production and interview skills. <laughs> oh yeah, that. Too. Did you notice that he doesn't know how? Literally doing the icy the uh, juggalo uh, the insane clown posse. He does not understand how magnets, magnets work. work. Uh, what? Give me an example. So in the early in the documentary, maybe like 20 minutes in, he makes a big deal about like they start talking about like different technologies Mm -hmm. uh, that could be like being developed and like, oh, implying that we're getting this technology maybe from UFO we've captured or whatever. Have you noticed that they're very vague, too, on like what they mean? Like, it's so weird. A big surprise. Um, Yeah. Anyways, there's like a a lot of context missing to what they talk about. Yeah. But uh they show he shows footage and talks about like a 75 foot metal ball cannon uh, being lifted into the air, uh, kind of floating in the air. Uh, and he's talking about like these Tesla coals being used to create a field, yada, yada. Basically, he calls it anti gravity technology, but it's just a magnetic field. It's just magnets, bro. How do they work? That's this guy. That is David Serrata. Like, he's like, amazed and blown away that you can lift a 75 pound ball with a quote-unquote anti-gravity field which is just a magnetic force this guy doesn't understand how anything works i mean that's like basic sixth grade science didn't he watch the ending of the brave little toaster i mean come on man <laughs> when they're in the junkyard <laughs> not uh barely not see and that and then they also talk about i'm sorry go ahead i was gonna say that's why he shouldn't have put himself in this documentary but if we're going off the theory it's... that they didn't have enough footage to actually you know make it a feature-length documentary then i understand why he put himself in there but i mean is it any worse like what he said about like the, the technology stuff than like some of the stuff dan Aykroyd says at one point dan Aykroyd, I it might be in the same segment talking about technology he starts talking about like particle beams and all mm-hmm. kinds of beams then he says a disabling beam like talking about like how we may have this but you know because we didn't use it, we just don't use it in wars because uh you know we already have like air and military superiority so why would we like kind of like show our hand that we have this right. oh yeah that was beams. ridiculous <laughs> but the best thing so he's like oh you know a particle beam we, we may have you might see that in the future or a disabling beam the fuck is a disabling beam? <laughs> that sounds like a, after, one of the robots from like Mega Man, disabling man. Like, well, after yeah, it does. So after he just makes you handicapped. Yeah, <laughs> that's what disabling man does. You end up in a wheelchair. Um, but after talking about particle beams, disabling beams, then he says immediately, "I mean, of course, we've seen no evidence of this." Yeah, 
<laughs> right. Well, talking about a dead right? Yeah. Well, that's like you know, that's the old. Um, I mean, there's a lot of ways that you can sort of bulletproof your um, your argument or your or whatever it is you're talking about. It's like the guy who you know rags on you know insults other people, but then immediately like rags on himself, or like the artist who is insecure about their work. And puts it out and they insult it before they get a chance for anyone else to. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But when I hear um, Dan Aykroyd talk, like, I hear, like, an improviser. Like, someone who was in improv groups their entire life. And they're just yes-anding all these ridiculous questions. Yes. And it's like, oh, well, what uh, what can I throw out that sounds... um you know, science ooh, a particle beam, ooh, a disabling beam, <laughs> like, but then... Yeah, because there's several times that he just, you can tell he's just kind of going on a mental tangent, kind of answering as he's thinking through it, and, mm. and to his credit, I will say a lot of times at the end of those, he'll say, you know, but that's just, you know, what I think. Allegedly, or, you know. yeah, yeah, you got to throw in that allegedly, that's what you got to do, that... That way you can always keep yourself from being sued. Yeah. Like, uh, But again, he does end the documentary with, you know, General so-and-so, astronaut so-and-so said that aliens exist. The Mexican government said that this is a UFO. <laughs> if you can't uh, trust the Mexican like, government, who can you trust? Yeah. So he's like, yeah, we need to get to the point. Uh, I think I know he, he insists that we, whoever we is, I guess we as a civilization, mm. the media maybe, have arrived at a point where we just ex- we accept that they're here, that they're real. And now we got to figure out how to uh, best uh, use this information. That's a you know? good Dan Aykroyd. I like it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, if now, you... David, can you get a little bit closer? David, my get me the drugs. Um, but uh... David, David, more clear. Yeah. More clear. Put that kick camera right in my face, right in there. And now jiggle it and put it down here and shoot it up my nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, I wanted to bring up, let's, it, it keeps flashing up here on the Obscuratron, the cover of the, I don't know, DVD. Yes. Um, how I wanted to ask you about this too. One like extreme close up of Dan Aykroyd's face is not enough. Like they have to have three for some reason. And I love it how, uh, in the credits at the bottom and it's got, there it is. Okay, so it's Dan Aykroyd's name here, and then David Serrata, and then they even put the Gordon Cooper guy down there, and it's just, uh, I don't know, it's I think it's pretty lame design. What do you think? Yeah, I agree, and Gordon Cooper, for those that weren't listening before or don't remember, he's one of the astronauts that is stock footage. uh, Like, yeah, like there's an archived interview of him in this. It's not like he was like, yes, I want to be in your. Dan Aykroyd unplugged on UFOs documentary, David Sarita. <laughs> you know, they just use archived footage, but yet he's billed here. It's like if you and I put out a documentary about Brad Pitt and we're like, oh, starring Stephen Honeycutt, you have Lassus and Brad Pitt. Right, he's right. Like, yeah, well, isn't this what, I mean, is this, this is just David Sarita's last, like, ditch effort to elevate his career by attaching himself to Dan Aykroyd. And that leads me to... My final question, uh, I mean, unless you have more, is, uh, all right, so there's no facts here. Like, what is the point of this documentary? What do you think the point is? I don't know. I mean, I, I guess you could say that based on the very last, uh, the, the the credits where it says, you know, Dan Ackward in his honor for, like, bringing UFO discourse into full public disclosure or whatever. 
that maybe the point is just to like create awareness and conversation about mm. UFOs, like to reignite, you know, people's attention to it. Because yeah, by the mid two thousands, it wasn't like it was in the nineties, you know. Right. That's true. Yeah. So may maybe, but I mean, as far as like a traditional documentary, I don't know what the point of it would be other than to hope people talk about UFOs. <laughs> as a, uh, I mean, you're pretty much a documentarian yourself. Like, is this a uh... Is this a complete insult to documentaries everywhere? <laughs> this is, yeah, it is not. It's edited very poorly. Um, it it doesn't flow. Like, they jump back and forth. Even though, like, they'll have, they have segments in this where it'll be, like, um, you know, the technology. And they'll have, like, you know, Yeah, they try to divide title. it up to make it make sense. But, yeah, it's all just, it's just a rant. It's a conversation with just random clips thrown in. And like bad right. and, fonts and transitions. Right. And like a section about UFO technology, you know, like that's the title of the section. And they'll talk about UFO technology maybe like the first for like a minute. But then they'll jump to something that they were already talking about earlier, you know, like. Right. Like, so it's all over the place. It's not well organized. And we haven't even talked have about flow. the lighting and how terrible the lighting is. Like, I get that they were trying to be like gritty. But again, when you throw in those ridiculous fonts and transitions. Noir? Yeah. Well, like, it reminded me of, like, remember those uh, shoot interviews that were on YouTube? Like, where you could sit and listen to the Ultimate Warrior talk for, like, four hours about how he yes. hates wrestling? Steve, Steve? Yes. Steve is referring to wrestling shoot interviews. And a shoot interview in wrestling means an interview for those that aren't fans that a wrestler is not a character. Like, really, like, the person behind the ultimate warrior the person behind Hogan, you know answering questions really like like as they are as a human being right and those and those character. videos were just a one camera shoot on the wrestler and they never cut away you just sat there and either you were you were watching it or you're not there's no uh no cuts like no nothing yeah and that's what i thought they do at least what's that they do at least like use a few different camera angles uh, I mean, it's couple, been so you know, long, like maybe, and eh, it's possible that they did, but I, that's what I thought we were going to get with this. It was just going to be like a bare bones, you know, just the the facts, and I lose use the term loosely, but um, and I think maybe that's what they were aiming for, but since they didn't have a long enough interview with uh, Dan Aykroyd, they had to throw in all the clips and stuff, and then he had to throw... Uh, David Serrata had to throw in, uh, you know, himself very uncharismatically yeah. asking questions. And so it's uh, it's not sensational enough. It's not, uh, you know, bare, you know, cold hard facts enough. So like, you it, know, it, it's just weird. It's like it's like listening to two guys just shoot the shit mm -hmm. about UFOs. Yet sometimes like alien, like UFO, like sighting, quote unquote sighting footage is thrown up on the screen for you. The conversation is all over the place. Like like when you're, you know, a documentary, just like a, a work of fiction needs to have like a beginning, middle and end. Mm -hmm. And you need to tell a story. Right. You know, you want to you want to build to something just because it's a documentary doesn't mean that you don't need to like follow like a, a cohesive story right. structure. And I mean, an and even even this show, Obscurity <laughs> Now we have a very rigid format that we must follow. 
yeah. at all. Although today we're definitely not following right, it. Well, we, we have been all over the place, but no, as a result, I, I, I think, of them being all over the place. I'd say it's been uh, pretty good. Um, it's worked out pretty well, I'd say. It's um, very humble of you. You're, <laughs> you're a real Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> real humble. Oh, well, uh, in that case, I would just continue rambling on about whatever question you ask. Oh, no. Please get closer to the camera, Great. Steve. I can't see all of your pores. <laughs> um so uh anything else to add before we uh jump into the verdict section uh no i'm I'm ready to render a verdict (laughs) all right uh all right agent yell do you think dan Aykroyd unplugged on ufos should be remembered for all of uh, UFOlogists' history or tossed into the black void of space where no one can hear it scream. I mean, I, I was entertained at times, uh, not in the way Dan Aykroyd wanted me to. And by the way, at the end, towards the end of the documentary, like Dan Aykroyd starts like, it's almost like he's backpedaling from himself. He starts saying, like, you know, uh, to me, uh, to me, UFOs and uh, all stuff. It's just entertaining. It's entertaining to talk about. It's it's like entertainment to me. Uh, do I do I think they're real? Yes, but it's entertaining. Uh, so it's like, what is this real? Is it not? It's like he's confusing the word. I think what he's trying to say is that it's interesting to him. Right, but please you know? don't misconstrue me as a David Icke style quack. Um, you know, right, I'm still. Right. A legitimate, you know, force in Hollywood, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah, I. Yeah, yeah. Br- Britney Spears is calling me. I gotta go. I'm uh, friends David with Sarita. Britney Spears, and then later I have to go hang out with Tiffany. <laughs> That's who the kids like, right? Wow, Tiffany. Tiffany. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say Christina Aguilera. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to go uh, super Britney's dated, contemporary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or but, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as remembering it or not, uh, it, it's so like odd it's odd because it's Dan Aykroyd if it was anybody else it's an immediate forget about it trash it because it's uninteresting but it's so like weird to see Dan Aykroyd like this and so unusual that it almost makes me want to remember it but Mm -hmm. then you could literally watch the first like five to ten minutes and it's like you've watched the whole thing right right. oh I was uh I had a hard time I wouldn't say it was a hard time getting through with it but occasionally I would uh, check like the you know, the uh, time code, and I would be like, oh, I have 45 <laughs> minutes more to go. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I would say is I've seen, uh, you know, like 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 I talked about earlier, I'm not someone that says like, oh, yes, I, I don't think we've been visited by UFOs. Could it be, have happened? Sure, maybe, but I would need to see hard evidence. That being said, I've seen much better documentaries about UFOs that make a much better case for it, that they're more interesting. They at least make you think, even if you don't walk away believing whatever you know, that there's UFOs or whatever. Um, so I, I think I'm going to go with for, uh, this one should be obliterated. What, what, what say ye? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I pretty much agree with you. I mean, one of my favorite things about, uh, you know, watching Unsolved Mysteries, uh, both as a kid and as an adult, are like uh, the reenactments with the bad acting. Yes. And uh, they cannot afford to make those uh, for Dan Aykroyd Unplugged on UFOs. Plus, as we've said, I mean, it's not really that kind of documentary. This was really just, I don't know, a conversation amongst friends that someone decided 
everyone needed to hear about or experience, I guess. I mean, that's what we've decided. And ultimately, ends up uh, being uh, pretty boring. There's no real hard facts, or and it's not sensational enough to be like, oh, man, look at the guy in the rubber alien suit like they used to do on sightings um, or anything and like that. the amateurish editing. Oh, because you can do something that's low budget and still have it look competently made right uh by the way smoke monster in the chat said you know it's bad when it's bad by ufo documentary standards right yes well i i'll say that the the audio was good the audio was like surprisingly (laughs) decent at least they got that right uh but i mean they were just in one darkened room so uh you know all you have to do is you know get your mic and a decent a lot of those shoot wrestling interviews have bad audio right right that's true uh, so yeah, A plus in the audio there. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, this is ultimately forgettable. Like I would almost be more interested to check out. I think it's available maybe on YouTube. The show that got canceled, the Out There, because like there's an image on the yeah, Obscuratron right there of like the Bat Boy. I yeah, think, see, that's what I wanted. I wanted. Dan Aykroyd talking about Bat Boy and Sasquatch and like you know just ridiculous stuff. Um, so, oh, you you were hoping it was more like a uh, like a tabloid, yeah, uh, Weekly World, world news, news kind of thing, or even you know more of a rep. I I think it's because um, well, like I said, I wanted one or the other. I wanted over the top sensationalism or down to earth, cold hard facts. It's um, but. For, we just got something in the middle. It can't be either one. So with that, I believe that Dan Aykroyd, unplugged on UFOs, shall be plugged in no more and will be obliterated. Goodbye. The heathens have spoken. You are obliterated. Well, Steve, did you... Uh... See the last thing Smoke Monster wrote no. in the chat here. Maybe you should see that. Let's, uh, this is like when Joel forces the bots to say something nice about the. <laughs> 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 Thank you for the MST3K reference. Um, fantastic show. Yeah. Uh, for those not watching, he said uh, Joel forces the bots to say something nice about the movie on Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, this is mostly an audio format, Stephen. Come on, pal. <laughs> I read it. I... Don't, don't, don't go David Serrano on me. No, you read three quarters of it. Excuse me. Wow. Like I said, the, we've got that's rigid. That's like the biggest insult we can throw around here, David Serrano. We've got rigid standards. Oh, I'm going to start. Uh, like every question that I ask now is going to be David Serrano. I'm going to be like, so, Yehel, after you watch the movie, <laughs> now, did it make you want to kill yourself and kill everyone around you? Or... Did it make you want to go run um, for Congress? And then, you know. And then if you ran for Congress <laughs> and were elected and you were presented with a bill that would raise the amount of just... money that teachers are paid on a national level. <laughs> however, to pay for that, you have to take away food at schools. He, he was filling <laughs> time. He was filling time. That's what he was doing. He's like, ah. This has got to meet like uh, the UFON standards of like slightly above 90 minutes. So I'm just going to ask the longest, most convoluted question and then edit uh, Dan's response uh, in there. Steve, I think we should actually build obscurity now as, you know, with your host, 
Stephen Honeycutt, Yahal Velasquez, and Gordon Cooper. Yeah, just and keep, <laughs> keep throwing him in. I mean, we could, you know, we could throw clips. And then just throw, like, 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 like a clip of him just saying, like, the same thing every week from that UFO documentary. Ooh. All right. If I can remember to do that, we're going to do that. <laughs> I can't wait for Gordon Cooper's family to sue us. Yeah, yeah. If... If the government hasn't already taken him out because they knew too much. I hear that's not even the original Gordon Cooper. It's just a clone, man. A reptilian clone, bro. I will say for Gordon, thankfully for Gordon Cooper, he died in 2004, a year before this was released. So he never got to see (laughs) what, how his words were being twisted. Wow. Wow. Poor guy. (laughs) Poor, he really missed out. Did you know though that he was an actor? Gordon Cooper? Yeah, he was uh, oh. in Primus. He was in Chips. Wow. Well, good. I guess it's he was using that astronaut notoriety to break into Hollywood. I think uh, more yeah. more astronauts should do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's our show. Um, what do you think about the paranormal? And by you, I mean the listener slash viewer. What do you think about uh Dan Aykroyd unplugged on UFOs or uh, your thoughts on UFOs or the paranormal in general. I would love to know (laughs) what your paranormal activity encounters are. Put it in the comments uh, and then, uh, and then we'll discuss, we'll discuss. And I want to know, did this, uh, you, the listener or viewer, like, did this change your mind about Dan Aykroyd at all? Yeah. Uh, if you were a fan or weren't a fan before this, make you more of a fan, less of a fan. I'm curious to see what people think. And it, did you know that Dan Aykroyd was uh, a little crazy? Yeah, <laughs> just a little <laughs> bit. I mean, it's like harmless crazy, not like. I agree. I agree. Like, and and he's he's, I mean, like he believes this stuff, but I also he comes off. I will say, like, as if you showed him hard evidence that like everything that he was saying is clearly not true. Or cl- I, I think he would accept it. Yes. You know, he'd be disappointed. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, you know, we've had a lot of fun kind of poking fun at him. But uh, as far as someone believing weird conspiracies go, he's pretty level-headed. Yeah, yeah, he really is. I mean, I doubt we'll be seeing him on Alex Jones anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe on Alex Mack, you know, I don't know. Is that Alex around? Mack. Like, this- <laughs> Is she you like know that show's canceled. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I was hanging out was with Alex like, Mack right, yesterday. Show with a girl that's like around the same age as Britney Spears when the show got hot. Look, look, look see, I, you know. Dan Aykroyd, Aykroyd, all I, I Dan Aykroyd does here. is hang out with 18-year-old girls, like 17 to 18-year-old <laughs> girls. But we should definitely cover Alex Mack in the future. Um, but speaking of the future, make sure you join us next Sunday as we continue to unearth more obscure media only on obscurity now see you next week bye-bye see you out you've been enjoying obscurity now a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to twitch and youtube subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts and take notice of our various social media links if that's what you're into i'm not here to judge And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscurity Now.